Buddy. I should have found a better version of this. I was working under the gun, um, I, and this just didn't. You, when I was a kid, and this theme hit, like goosebumps, Squeezer. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you felt the same way about the Hulkster as I did. No, he was the he was taking on my heroes. <laughs> I was the biggest Hogan mark on the planet. I had the Hogan action figures. The Hogan wrestling buddy. I had the Hulk Hogan sleeping bag, which if you're looking at the logo, the, the, the splash screen right now on YouTube, that is exactly the sleeping bag I had. Squeeze, I had the Hulk Hogan. You were a belly sleeper, weren't you? <laughs> uh, I would have to sleep on top of it if you're insinuating what I think you're yeah, insinuating. I am. <laughs> uh, but yes, the giant Hogan mark. Loved everything Hulk Hogan. Watched anything with him in it. And... Uh, yeah, he was just, for me, as best as you can get. And the theme, the WWF theme, Real American by Rick Jer Rick Derringer right now, there's no better uh, theme song. And um, No, I, I give you that. There is something epic when that, when that music hits. Right. And the place just the pop. The Hogan pop. Yeah. I'm fuck the Road Warrior pop. Hogan. Hogan must pose. Uh, I don't know about that. What? Road Warrior pop's pretty epic. Oh, hey, Squeezer, please. They're not. Yeah, I know. Okay. I was gonna. I, I was going to talk down to you as a wrestling <laughs> fan for a moment. <laughs> um. Well, I've been talking down to people all day, so it's all right. <laughs> uh, again, we're a day late, but I figured. Everyone in America is okay with waiting forever for something, so. <laughs> yeah, you haven't waited for anything all week, so why is there a problem for you waiting for the Rad Years podcast, right? Yeah, exactly. You're not, you're literally not waiting for anything else. Except. Train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, be true to yourself, true to your country, Ooh. be a real American. Be a real American, brother. Always, brother. Um, brother. But yeah, so uh, I guess the civil war that they said was going to happen um, was not was post either postponed or perhaps canceled. Squeezer, I think people are just tired. Yeah, I never thought. I think people are just. I think they just want to. Honestly, now's a good time for like wrestling to come back strong. Uh, Everyone's got all this pent up energy and anger and aggression. Just go all out. Bring back. Like go attitude era, and you know, let, you know, and let people argue over that. You want to check in with Alex Jones to see what he thinks about everything going on? No, oh, again, exhausting. Oh yeah, what does he have to say about it? Sorry. Listen, everybody, the globalist, the <laughs> lizard globalist, Washington D.C. pedophiles want you to think 
that you're actually voting on this election. This election was decided by the elites, the global powerhouses, the overlords years ago. What we're going to talk about right now is going down to the bare bones, the frog amphibian DNA that turns you gay. We'll get to you right now. You go on Infowars.com, get my ultra-heightened uh, silver solution for $49.95. You put in the code word RAD, Infowars.com. Beware of the pedophiles, the elites, the DC, QAnon, conspiracy theory it is not it's real infowars.com for all your information i bet you we could sponsor on that show yeah probably probably would we want to though (laughs) why not yeah yeah (laughs) why i'm just saying i don't know if we want to okay but if he wants to sponsor on our show be more than happy to have him (laughs) Actually, we don't. We don't allow anyone. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. That's okay. Show. Uh, the Mandalorian squeezer. My God. Without spoiling oh, anything. I know. Tomorrow's just the second episode, but the first episode was fantastic. It continues to be the best Star Wars thing out there. And I, it's so much that they know it. Like, they're just done with merchandise from the Star Wars saga anymore. It's like, where yeah. are the Ma- Star Wars is the Mandalorian now. I, it's everything I've always wanted and and even more and it's not like that thing that you always wanted but didn't know you wanted like my two favorite genres are like sci-fi and westerns and you know i love myself a good space western i don't know if you know i'm a big fan of brave star uh-huh. yeah, yeah. This, the brave star was so the mandalorian th- is... before the mandalorian was the mandalorian yeah but the mandalorian just pays such great homage to uh, like all the not not just spaghetti westerns, but no, it is like, like, I, like the spaghetti westerns. Uh, it was it was torn right out of a Sergio Leone movie when he was riding the yeah. the, the land speeder into the town and mm-hmm. uh, all the people the on the porch. The townspeople kind of just scattering and, and going it was, on their porches. It was the medium close shot where you didn't see his upper torso or his feet. You just saw his blaster as it rode into the city. I'm like, all right, yeah. that's a that's spaghetti western and the the, yeah. the score has always been very much spaghetti western influence oh it's epic yeah yeah and it, while you, still you taking take... cues from jonathan williams original score it's such a great mm-hmm. um, but you you can just take that episode and if you just switch the names around and replace speeders for horses it, you're watching an episode of the rifleman from you know 70 years ago right and now, i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm saying it's a great thing because the rifleman's yeah. a go- goddamn good show yeah but yeah it's it's a true western it, ah, i love it so much it is very good and e- even though the little baby yoda did next to nothing in this episode care. he's cute he he's did adorable. what he does best he was adorable. Right. It is very is just, much, and we've said this, everyone said this, no one's, this isn't new to anyone, but it's very much Lone Wolf and Cub going yeah. to downtown to save whatever city of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just move on. You move on. It, it, having it so episodical. Is that the word? Is that how you say it? Yeah, it's not a, uh, it's not yeah. a, um, cereal. Uh, cereal. Yeah. Uh, it, it and there, there is that overarching story, and I'm sure we'll get back to it. But like, you're not dragged down with it. And like I said, I love the boys; it's great. Yeah. But there's a little piece of your soul 
you leave Not behind me. each time you watch Squeezer, it. Squeezer, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the honest to God truth. I was so into the boys that when it was over, I felt like I, I, I was missing something. And then we tried to watch. Which we'll get back to because it was okay, but it was not as good as the boys. Um, I, mean, I can't even think of the name of the show. Uh, the Star Starcraft, uh, not Starcraft, uh, Lovecraft Country, Lovecraft Country. Oh, okay. Um, and it's it's good, but it's not as good as the boys. And then uh, even Fargo, it like the opening, the first few episodes, I'm like, oh, but this isn't the boys. But Fargo has gotten really good now that every mm-hmm. Monday I'm really excited. For a new see Chris Walk's heel turn, and and that out. handsome devil uh, Timmy Tholofon in that too, Olofon I guess. Right. Everything. I'm just waiting for a Rick Dalton cameo in in uh, the Mandalorian. <laughs> it's bound to come. Um, but yeah, it, it, it like I just feel happy watching it. It's like because you know he's not gonna die. You know, it, it's not. There's not gonna be some crazy plot twist that's gonna like make you sad in that sense like we'll get something cool this season i'm assuming no i mean there's a lot of characters apparently that are going to be showing up in this so i love but, watching the closing credits too because i love those old school um yes uh, paintings and, yeah like steve McQuarrie. what's his name ralph McQuarrie or <clears throat> the guy who did the original uh, paintings for star wars yeah Sorry, I, yeah. I do deep the cut music names to go with of it, people just... no one knows. I am a, I apologize. Star Wars film. Googling with the rad years. But no, it's exciting. And I know you hate that you have to wait, wait week after week. Yes, Ralph McQuarrie. Thanks. I had it right. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Shane, Shane dies at the end. Uh, Ralph McQuarrie, I had it right, Squeezer. Nice. But those he did those original uh, concept paintings for the original Star Wars, and these mm-hmm. paintings at the end of of co- the concept style paintings at the end of Mandalorian are just so fucking cool. I love watching them. Yeah. But uh, that's the big news. I think there's nothing bigger than that, really. I hope not. Um. Not within my control. So they are already announced filming details and casting rumors for season three, Squeezer. Ooh, I don't know. What, what are the, any casting rumors? Well, according to the new report, season three of The Mandalorian could start in the next coming months. And the working title for the production is The Buccaneer. So if you're out anywhere and you see them filming The Buccaneer, storm on set and demand to see Baby Yoda. <laughs> Because that's <laughs> that's what they do. Why they, if you figured out the clue, that you have every right to see whatever you want. Uh, but uh, that's cool that they're getting right back into production. Hopefully, you know, with with everything COVID mm-hmm. going on. Sophie Thatcher, uh, an actress known for her work in Prospect and Chicago Med, is rumored to be joining the franchise. Though it's unclear whether it'll be in season three of The Mandalorian or some sort of spinoff series. They talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, What's her name? Carla getting a spinoff? Am I saying the right name? Um, Carla? Not Carla. Kara. Uh, Kara. Gina Carano? Cara Dune. Yeah, Cara yeah. Dune. Cara. I'm talking character, not actress. 
Squeezer. I thought you said Carla. I did like, say Carla, Carla, but I meant Carla. Oh, okay. Carla's not a very Star Wars name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, but that's that's what this show's all about. Not really. It's kind of the opposite. Carla would be in um, the 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 tenth Abrams movie. The tenth. Oh, hey, this is Carla. <laughs> this is Carla. Her mom, her parents has, may or not, not be Luke and Leia Skywalker. Wait, what? <laughs> she she has no relation to anything else in the film, but we want you to care about her. Right. No. Go. But, but she may. She may. She may or may not squeeze her. Oh, okay. We don't know. Um. Yeah, but also that with all these cat, th- same thing. Like Timothy Oliphant. Like this season, it might be one and done. Maybe we see him spin back around again. But. You know, a lot of these characters, they, you know, pop in for an episode here or there. So, it's just part of the... Um, I want to know, are we going to find something out about that planet that they were on in, like, the fourth episode with the walker, with the raiders in that little village? Oh, yeah. I want to know that I woman, thought that, like, that, that's that's she, prime she's... for a spinoff, because there was a love story there, too. Yeah, but and I... he almost left I, the child I, there. I'm still convinced that she's an Imperial officer. Ah, uh, that's agent. why she knows how to fight. Yeah. So Favs has said that um, the goal was to begin filming season three before the end of the year. We are closely approaching that, so I don't know if they're going to get to that. Now, I don't know what the post-production uh, schedule is like, but it can't be as bad as a normal production because of that, like real engine background stage they shoot on, which is yeah. fucking insane. Yeah, that is gorgeous. Um, yeah, it, it seems like they, like, and again, that's why George is such a fan of it, because they're, you know, trying new technologies. New and it technology. seems like everything they do is to streamline the production process. So I'm sure they even go beyond that in post making things simpler, well, yeah, too. They, they don't even need their lead if they need to do reshoots. That's very true. Yeah. Put anybody in there. I mean, put anybody in most of those masks. Just, and he could come ADR without having to worry about a time queue. And, well, and most of them are just doing it from home now anyway. Yeah, right. So they're, they're probably... And, and for him, too, you can just like, here, do it on an iPhone because we're just going to digitize the shit out of it anyway. Right, but no, that, process that's, that's like a crisp, dark... I love, I love the way they do his voice on the show. Oh, I know. It sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. Um... I can't wait for tomorrow night now. But Bob Iger is throffing at the mouth that uh, responsibility of spinoffs. Oh, of course. And you know what? Please. Please. Yeah, but but fa- you have to, Favs and Filoni have to be in charge. I know. I'm, I'm well aware of that. I don't, I don't disagree. Um, but Favs is equally optimistic. He said, I love the wor- world of Star Wars because on the one hand, there's a familiar air. Familiar air fam- help me out. Familiarity, nope. familiar, familiarity. Famili- I can't say it. Famili- familiar, familiarity. <laughs> the subgenre. This isn't a bit, folks. <laughs> familiarity. Stammering with familiarity. I can't. All right, we're gonna move on with the subgenre. But yeah. there's also a tremendous amount of flexibility of which way you can go and genres you could explore within the subgenre. Yeah. Said. And then, and then you uh, have Baby Yoda, who or the child, with uh, you give a, a creature very human characteristics, right? Right. What's that called? Uh, anthropomorphized. 
Anthropomorphized. Anthropomorphized. Thanks for playing along. Are you excited about the latest updates? Share your thoughts on comicbook.com because that's where I'm reading this from. Uh, everybody, if you have not given your money up to the overlords at Disney Plus, please do so. They require it of you if you want to survive in the new world. That was a message implanted in my brain. Ah, yes. Um, but uh, if you want to slide into my DMs and talk about who was at the end of the episode, feel free. I have a few thoughts. You don't think it's who it's supposed to be? No, because of his age. But age is... This mm-hmm. makes sense, though. Cause he was in a damn Sarlacc pit. He's not going to look all rejuvenated. Yeah, but he's not going to age 30 years. Not 40 to, years. But being half dissolved makes you look older. Uh, I mean, agree, we'll agree to disagree. I don't know what that means. People say it. I don't know I don't either, know what but it's, it means. it's a good way to move on all right, from good. I'm, I'm glad that we, we agree on that. <laughs> Go ahead and move on. <clears throat> um, but uh, that's it. There's really nothing else worth talking about that anyone wants nope. to hear about. That's the key right there. Sasha Banks is in this season of Mandalorian for a multiple episode arc. So I'm only wondering who she's playing. Apparently, rumor is it's a Jedi of some sort. But we know that Rosaria Dawson is playing Ahsoka. And unless there's some sort of red herring and she's not. Yes. Uh, E-Rock, that's exactly what I think, too. E-Rock and I are on the same page. What's that? It's slow coming down my end. Or uh, did he just he, DM he you? He DM'd me. Oh. We think it's a clone. So, we'll see. Hmm. Uh, all right, so shall we get into the... Oh, everybody, welcome to Radamania tonight on... The, uh, you, the whole reason <laughs> that you put this episode together was so you can have an excuse to do that all show. Oh, good God, you better believe it. Hey, pal, we gotta go out there and pose, because Hogan must pose. Fuck, God, he's glistening. <laughs> All right, so folks, whether you're a fan of wrestling or not, or if you're a fan of... Listen, it doesn't matter if you're a fan of wrestling or not. You could not grow up in the 80s and 90s without having being in this the, the atmosphere of Hulkamania. It was everywhere. No. It was on MTV. It was a cartoon. It was on Nintendo. It, like, it was on, Sat- like I said, Saturday mornings. It was on Saturday afternoons. Anyone and everyone knew who Hulk Hogan was. That's why I am willing to, like, of course, the biggest star to ever come out of wrestling is The Rock. That's undisputable because he's a giant movie star. But, yes, Stone Cold might Hogan have... Hogan was in movies? <laughs> Stone Cold might have drew more money, correct? Yes, I believe he officially, you could, there's no doubt about it. He, but Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan was a bigger star in wrestling. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do, I think, because the era, too. There was more, um, 
Austin worked because you knew it was a character doing the I'm thing. Not, I'm not Hogan talking... was doing it at the time. It, it was just Squeezer. a different era. No, I'm not and talking allowed about. You to, All right, like stop. To have a so, hero. Sh- sh- but, uh, You're like a freight train. Don't just, uh, sh- sh- I'm I'm trying to answer. I'm trying to have you to answer the no, question. Freight freight trains go on a straight path. I'm like a <laughs> uh whatever a freight train isn't going sideways and. You're you're like one of those chomp chomps in Mario Brothers three that's left off the pole. <laughs> <laughs> Just I got the I got a short chain. Those chain chomps, you know what I mean? Yeah. What I what I want to know is outside of <laughs> wrestling fans, Squeezer, who's the bigger star? Oh, Hogan, for yeah, sure. That's that's the point I was trying to get to. Oh, I didn't just say that. Well, I was trying to. You wouldn't stop. You're the chain chomp. You're just going. Far, 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 you far. gotta get yourself one of those little stars and I gotta, into me. I gotta start muting your mic like yeah, this is a presidential election or debate. <laughs> we're just talking over each other. We need a we need Man, a, help that show. Maybe I'll help this one. Yeah. You know, we need a moderator with um a strong fortitude. I don't think she'd survive us. No. She's like, what the fuck are you two idiots talking about? <laughs> Uh, well, that's hard to explain. You don't remember that episode of Alf when Alf met the blind lady and she thought she was, he was just a little short furry man and she he convinced her that he was and they became friends and it was kind of this weird, awkward relationship and her eyes just go crossed. But Alf felt for the first My time in that episode in the like middle of that. Was, they, they made each other feel human. <laughs> what do you get, you dumb bitch? And they made each other feel human. <laughs> <laughs> Sir... Sir, please don't call me a bitch. <laughs> You're a nerd. I'm a professional journalist and right. broadcaster. Who are you? you? Well, I'm also a professional journalist and broadcaster. I had a Hulk Hogan fucking sleeping blanket or sleeping bag. Sleeping bag. <laughs> I have a man. House it, it, just bed. be glad they didn't have those uh, Japanese sex pillows back then. I mean, uh, they had wrestling buddies. So was the, Hogan's the, on. Yeah, what are you talking about? We've told that story on this enough. show. We've told that yeah, story on this show. But it wasn't the scale. <laughs> well, at the time, it wasn't far off. Yeah, you were, you were, you were pretty teensy. I, I, I had my growth spur in seventh grade. That's when Hulkster and I finally broke up. Did that, that break your heart? Like seventh grade, you were finally bigger than your wrestling buddy? Didn't stop me from a good wrestling match. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Doing the old leg drop, and he no-sells it. And I'm like, what the hell, brother? How you not selling the leg drop, brother? <laughs> Let's take it to Tizown. Go his home. No one speaks carny like the Hulkster. <laughs> We're getting too deep on this. We're going to lose the, the audience before we get into this. Lose? Lo- that's future future tense, right? We're gonna, is this a future tense? We're going to lose those. facto, ergo? We're going to lose those we haven't lost, is what I mean. Okay, good. All right. I went first last week. You go first this week. Woohoo! Here is Squeezer's first. Right on the back. Oh, my God! Uh, is that all you can I find? made this my first pick because I've I've talked this before. 
But to me, this is so epic. This is one of my favorite matches as a kid. Even I, though my guy lost. I, I was I was a huge WrestleMania seven was huge for me, but the build up was so big. Like Royal Rumble, like the night where mm-hmm. uh, uh Slaughter won the belt was actually the night that uh Bush declared war. So like rest the WWF was ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah. And this whole storyline is way ahead of the curve in in wrestling in period. Like they, it was ahead of their time for sure. It was really off the wall. Like to go that that dark and that evil with a character. Like having the Iron Sheik be the bad guy is fine because you know he looks like that. Hmm. But to have a GI Joe, a GI Joe, your own American hero. Not just turn heel. A real heel, American but... hero. What's that? A real American. Sorry, a real American. Hero. Turn not just turn heel, but turn traitor. To the point where, and this is again, this goes back to a time where wrestling was a little more innocent, and there was some naivete to go with it. Uh, kayfabe was still a thing. You can't break kayfabe, baby. Many people. And it's still real to me. Getting... God damn it. Death threats. Yeah, like, death threats. Security he wanted. Detail. He he wanted to drop the belt. Like he m- was certain. Not that he didn't have a choice. Of course, he was going to drop the belt. But yeah, he did not. Hogan want doesn't to go lose over unless whatsoever. he's got a movie deal. Yeah, um, he he was scared for his life uh, going into this, and it. So this match isn't the greatest. Um, I'm pretty sure Slaughter is gassed like 20 seconds in. <laughs> so is Hogan. Uh, <laughs> and Hogan as well. It might be have the most lame chair shot in the history of all chair shots. No, there's been some more lame ones. There's that one that uh, Brisk- Gerald Briscoe did during the Attitude Era that they you well, could but, find on YouTube. He 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 like taps him. There's a tap heard around the, the bad, world. There's the bad cell. But then this one... It's one of those, like, it's a metal folding chair, but it's one of those ones with the foam pad on it. And then it had a members-only jacket on top of it. So it was, like, the softest chair shot that you could ever possibly be hit with. On the network. And I'm pretty sure there was a plastic chair in there, too. On the network and on on YouTube, there's part of it. You can watch Hogan and Slaughter watch this together. Oh, I, I watch it religiously. I just watched it before this too. They're talking because they kind of they half and half break character. Yeah, uh, and it, it, it's it's really it's a little awkward. Like they're they're in character, but they're not in character. It's almost like, but they're, but they're poking fun of how out of shape each other is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, like and like Slaughter like takes a shot at Hogan's. Like, oh, you took a bump there. Yeah. Right. You sold that. Um, one. And he did. Like, I will give Hogan credit for that. Hogan bumped the shit out of this. Like, he got his ass kicked to an extent in this. And it, it was a hell of a blade job, too. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why Hogan <laughs> was bleeding so bad in this was fight. It, was it a blade or was it the hard way? No, I'm pretty sure it was a blade. Because they didn't do anything for it to be the hard <laughs> way. <true>. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't do anything. <laughs> um, yeah, but I bet Slaughter but, throws some haymakers. I bet he throws some work and some, some shoot punches. He just he decided he was gonna get one in. Yeah. No, because then if he did, uh, Hogan would take the pin and then get him killed. 
That's true. Yeah. Well, I'll put you over. Um, and then, yeah, the, the best part about this match is it's so typically Hogan and so scripted that you know it's over with two minutes to go in the match. Because as soon as he gets out of the camel clutch and he starts hulking up, it's just, the you, it's over. Like, it's done. Because yeah. it, it, you get the finger point, he's hulking up. The wag. You get the three punches, the wag, the, the big boot, the leg drop. It's over. Like, it, it's just, it's not like, like it's like a, the stunner out of nowhere. Or like, quick, boom, rock bottom, done. It's the longest single finish. And it's, because it's not, it's not the big boot. And it's not the leg drop. None of that works if you don't point in their face first. And, wag and your shake finger. your head no. You gotta wag. It's your all part too. of it. <laughs> I don't know how you wag your finger and shake your head no at the same time. I'm doing it now. It's not easy. Whoa, you're right. Yeah. Everyone at home, try this. Yeah. This is uh, this is like patting your head and rubbing your. Be- How's that go? Pat your head, rub your whatever. Damn. Yeah, it's hard. Hogan, that's a true. He's a true hero right there. Ooh, that you gotta you gotta practice that. Mm-hmm. And you know, oh, you know, he does too. He's in the mirror. Joy brother. Because you don't want it to be with the finger. It's got to alternate. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because if you do it like with a... the finger, it looks like you're just checking to see if you have a concussion. Right. But you you got to like, mm-hmm. alternate. It looks like a strobe. <laughs> it's got to give it that dance hall ah, effect. I can't. Oh, now I keep trying. To, I can do it, but like I have to think about it. It's a process. Uh... How's my Andre like? I can't. I have to correct impression. myself every time I do it. I want to follow my finger. I'm just showing off now. Look at me. I can follow my finger. My Andre Giant's like, come back to many a thousand. You're going too far to the Sergeant Slaughter. And I work. We'll take over the United States of America once and for all. It's my Andre. It's not bad. Not good, but not bad. No, it, it comes in handy too, telemarketers. Yes. Um, but yeah, th- this I match don't sell is... life and charge to you. You don't sell life and charge to the giant. <laughs> Never gets old. <laughs> as soon as I hear it kick in, I jump from my desk and run over to your office just to. <laughs> well, fucking Verizon's like sending him right to message for me now without me even giving the chance to have fun. Uh, I gotta call them. It's like, can you please let these people through? In oh, fact, oh, funnel oh, them my way. Whoa, whoa, Amber Alert Squeezer. Ooh, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Your my is your phone going haywire? Keep an eye out for a black Kia Forte. Yeah, right. I don't even. I honestly don't. I, I'm not making light of it, but I don't know what a Kia Forte even looks like. But Pennsylvania State that's... Police are looking for a. Oh, it's a it's a sedan squeezer. Okay. Um, Maryland plates. Maryland plates. Missing from Binghamton, New York City. uh, With two girls, Autumn and Evelyn. Seems to be a relation. The woman's name is Amanda Collins. So, if you are traveling and you see a black Kia Forte, Maryland plates... With a woman with brown hair and two young girls, eight and eight. Oh, twins? Maybe. Yeah. 
Call the Pennsylvania State Police. Good God, Amber Alert. We did our, our civic duty for the day. Look, that was probably the best thing we've ever done in the show. Yeah, we're heroes. It's cool. Yep. <coughs> but the build-up, Squeezer, the build-up to this match, the, yes. the whole earthquake taking out Hogan and and Hogan's feud with Earthquake becoming a bigger draw than the champ with Warrior and everyone wanted to be on Hogan's show because it drew more money, even though Warrior had the bell. <laughs> Uh, and they were going to make Tugboat the Sheik and make him the defector, but they didn't. They decided to make Slaughter because he was coming back of an injury. And they, they figured out a way to take the bell off Warrior because he was the shittiest champ in the history of champs. <laughs> it was all it was all uh, smooth. The buildup was just fucking perfect. I was so worried about Hogan after Earthquake squashed him. Oh, no. Yeah. Did it keep you? Did it keep you up at night if Hogan were to like go down? Yeah, I was upset. I love, dude. Aww. I was a Hogan Mark times a thousand. I fucking worshipped Hulk Hogan. I still do, man. Look at my fucking office. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. You are man child. He's not a, a Terry Bolella is not a perfect person. Few are, but Hulk Hogan, by God. He's what about Hollywood Hogan? Eh, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get there. Don't jump the gun, god damn it, Squeezer. What are you doing? My third pick. What's that? It's my third pick. Hollywood Hogan? Partially. No, but he's there. Uh, oh yeah, different different era, Squeezer. Different era. Different well, yeah, but still the character. <clears throat> All right, uh, my first pick is here. When you select vitamins, do you choose the only one with all natural colors, flavors, and sweeteners? Beta carotene, Hulk Hogan vitamins, the new champion of children's chewables. Oh, good God. <laughs> Listen, brother. Every time. Are you going to do Vince coming out of it every time? Yeah. Good. Let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, me and Gene. The Hulkamaniacs all across the country follow the four demandments of Hulkster. And, of course, one of them is taking your vitamins. And why not brand your own vitamins? To sell? The Flintstones can fucking do it. Why can't Hulk Hogan do it? And then there's this ad where he's so schlicked up with oil, posing those 24-inch pythons. You're thinking, okay, if I take Hulk Hogan vitamins, not only am I going to be jacked, tan as a fucking baseball glove and oily as I'll get out but I'm sure I'll be cocksure for the rest of my life and I'll have a beautiful yellow mustache I mean that's at least what I thought the ad is our idea about vitamins have a lot of muscle behind them and unlike other brands of chewable vitamins Hulk Hogan vitamins are made with all natural flavors like straw real strawberry and orange they contain only natural colors, no preservatives and absolutely no cholesterol which is good because all my vitamins before that Pure cholesterol. That's <laughs> <laughs> all they were. Like 98% cholesterol. Um, we also added beta carotene because the Hulkster told us how important it is for growing young bodies. And who's going to argue with Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Nobody, right? No, I mean, he did. He, I'm just doing what he told me to do. 
They're available at Eckerd Drug, Walgreens, Farmore, Osco Stores, Savon Stores, Target, Perry Drugs, Arbor Drugs. Uh, you get the idea. Yeah, say your prayers when you're taking them. <laughs> uh, man, I had a weird drop in good, good and bad cholesterols after I got off the those vitamins and onto Hulk Hogan's. <laughs> But, you know, Hulk Hogan was known for his demandments to train, say your prayers, and take your vitamins. He, I, I appreciate Hulk that he never told you who to pray for. Pray to. I prayed to him. So, <laughs> dear Hulk Hogan, please make me strong, tan, glistening, and mustached. Amen. <laughs> and you, you still, after praying to him all those years, and nothing came of those prayers... I'm still not tan, um, I'm not glistening, I'm not muscular, and I have no mustache. No. <sighs> you can try. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I'm trying to think where there's a better chance. I, I see you glistening before you have a mustache. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm much easier glistener than I'm a mustache grower. <laughs> <coughs> I have yellow eyebrows. For some reason, my eyebrows get really light in the summer. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. <coughs> Um, it's like some, and especially when you're sunburnt too, because they just it just makes them pop. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So if only I got like a rich leatherness to me, those they'd pop like Hogan. My eyebrows. (laughs) I just make them like curve downward, so they look like two little Hogan mustaches above my eyes. Yeah. Well, you know, hit up the uh, the self tanner and the coconut oil. Uh, and you can smell like a bodybuilding contest. Oh, God. That'd um, be so great. Yeah. Oh, don't miss doing those. those they, that smell disgusting. They stopped selling these. Oh, yeah. You went to a, a conference. Did you ever get paid for that? No, no. but we did, though. We used to do those shows back in the day. Um. Yeah. Also, we did the uh, Miss PA, I think. Yeah. It was always, it would be all in like the same, like, auditorium for like a week like they would do like three shows in a row good god he's glistening so vascular yeah vince mcmahon also tried his hand at that wbf remember that the world (laughs) bodybuilding federation it's like Mm -hmm. 12 30 on a saturday you're eating your fifth bowl of cereal you're waiting for a hoaxer to come out and you see some roided out fucking dude and hoko or vince mcmahon's like hey kids this week's the episode or Hey, kids, this week's issue of WWF <laughs> Magazine, go behind the scenes of the WBF. See the best bodies. Oh, my God. And the veins and vascular. Oh, he's so fucking huge. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, everyone, you, you want to see a, a I just big, ripply Blanky's man. Talking. You, take you don't want to see him just stand there and pose. You want to see him cutting a promo. Unless he's Hogan, then you want to see him pose. Right. Yes, Justin, IcoPro. Um... This uh, this week's episode of WWF Insider is brought to you by Ico Pro. Train like you mean it or whatever. Also brought to you by WWF Ice Cream Bars. <laughs> get yourself an Ico Pro. Doot, doot, doot. Get the Ico Pro. And then get yourself an ice cream bar and get to the gym. So, uh, yeah, they stopped selling these, I'm pretty sure, once uh, the whole anabolic steroid thing leaked. Yeah. Um... Did you ever train, Squeezer? Uh, aside from you had your weird skinny kick. Yeah, I, no, I, I, there were <coughs> ebbs and flows of me working out. I think 
everybody had vitamins in the 90s, right? It wasn't just... Oh, yeah. Give me... If I can chomp on uh, Fred and Barney, I'm a happy boy. No, but I mean, I'm talking about like Fred and Barney and Hulk Hogan, but there's other like licensed vitamins. Yeah, it was a thing for a while, and then everyone stopped because they told us, oh, it doesn't do you any good. You have to get it from actual fruits and vegetables. We're like, fuck <laughs> that. And then everyone's like, no, you should still take one anyway. So now I do again. You take vitamins? And I remember. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Just a generic, not generic, but uh, one of those Centrum fucking general, you're getting old, you should take this, vitamins. Not the silver, like you're, like, you know, oh, someone else. <laughs> Ryan, you take the yeah. Centrum silver? That was my joke. I even fed it to him and he bombed miserably. I tried. I thought it was a good one. Pussy. I don't take vitamins. I get all the vitamins I need from delicious, delicious beer. It's true. Man, I must be healthy. <clears throat> oh, yeah. All right. Are there vitamins in sausage? <laughs> yeah. Great. Vitamin S. There's blood vitamins. <laughs> is this blood mm. sausage? All right. Here is Squeezer's. Good God, here's your next pick. Oh, my God, it's gorgeous. Now, the first thing you need to know about amateur wrestling... Yes? ...or professional wrestling <laughs> or submission holds, you just tell me, brother, when you want him to quit squealing, okay? All right. It's called a front chin lock. How about it, T? Keep him like that for a little while. <laughs> he's all right, he's just sleeping. He's sleeping. Really, that's, I, was, I was a sleeper hole. He'll be all right. He's waking up now. That was a serious right, A lot of people. See? It works. All right, brother. And now, we'll be right back after this word from you know who. You hear this? We'll be right back. Ah, uh, you almost killed Richard uh, Belzer. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, you know what? I haven't seen that clip in a long, long time. <coughs> Uh, Hogan got half off. I'm not saying I'm not saying he should have gotten five million dollars for it, but holy shit! When you realize once once you see Con Air and realize you can kill someone because they fall to the ground, um, yeah, he could have easily been dead there. Because Hulkster, look, he deserved to be choked out. You don't bring Hulk Hogan on and Mister T on and then treat him like dicks. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. All right. But at the same time, so yeah, he deserved to go out. And getting knocked, getting choked out like that, not a big deal. It's happened before. You, you know just as well as anyone. Uh -huh. You're fine. You wake up. It's like, ooh. Also, John let me drop plenty of times, just like fucking Hogan let Belzer drop. It's part of the That's true. Part of the yeah. shtick. Yeah. It's just that Belzer landed like a marionette. And cracked his skull, and you see him when he stands up and he pops up, and he is delirious. When he's like, "We'll be right back," he is not there. Yeah, he got about and seven you, brothers out of Hogan. Brother, you okay, brother? Brother, huh, brother, yeah. brother? You okay, brother, and, brother? And brother? You see the blood just running down his jacket, like he cracked his head open on that floor. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but no one thought it was a fucking work after that. Nope. Nope. Yeah. That was the end of that. Um. But and, and I don't want to. And the best part about it is you forget. This was Hogan and Mr. T on Hot Properties uh, doing doing late night promo for the first WrestleMania. That's all leading up to this, up to WrestleMania. You're a big one. And 
you drop a comic on top of his head and cracks his brains open and leading to a big time lawsuit um and that uh and this lawsuit actually set precedent in New York state because the actual big story out of it wasn't that Belzer sued Hogan because they settled out of court, but that then Belzer's attorney said, we worked really hard on this. We want 50%. You're like, no, the judge is like that. No, you don't get to just say you get more money because you worked hard. That's your, you did your job. All right. Yeah, like they agreed on like one third. They would get one third of the, you know, whatever he got awarded. But then like, we worked 50 hours on this case. I bet they never thought they would get that. No, but. They're like fucking hillbilly wrestlers. There's no money here. What are we doing? And yeah. then, uh. I think, to I be did, fair did, though, too. Like, like man paid it, right? $5 million, dollars, <laughs> like, like now or like mid, like, like early 90s or like late 90s if you like sued vince for five million he would just like reach in his back pocket or you sue hogan vince like here go away you know <clears throat> you know back then 85 like they're grasping at straws trying to make this thing happen like did it hogan Mc... wasn't rolling did in McMahon, the dough back then did mcmahon pay it I don't know. I assume that, especially for someone like Hogan, I think I I, I think Bruce said it. McMahon did pay it. Like in my in, I, I would think so. It's like just take, because you want to take care of your guy. You don't want to see him hurting or struggling for that. You want to. You don't want it to be on his mind. You're like, don't worry about it. We're taking care of it. You go out there and make that money back for me. Yeah. You know? Nine stitches um, though, man. That was a fucking yeah. It was a brutal drop. Yeah. And I watched a lot. I watch a lot <laughs> of fighting, a lot of boxing. I've seen guys get choked out, knocked out. I've had it happen. We also don't realize, like, Hogan's a big bastard. <laughs> he's a... Yeah. He's a fucking monster. And, like, he's lucky if he just squeezes... He didn't break his neck. Yeah. Because Belzer's a little, like, tiny little thing. Like, a, I don't know if you can get more beta physically than Richard Belzer. And uh, Hogan just—he could have just squeezed enough, and probably he could have separated his vertebrae just squeezing. Well, that's true. Yeah, and yeah. I guess uh, what is it? The case ended in 1990. Yeah, it went on a long time. I think a lot of it had to do with the the lawyers. Uh, dragging it out so mcmahon uh, at that time made his money from like if it was like right before wrestlemania <clears throat> you know oh yeah if it was 85 yeah that would have been rough but yeah. by 90 by 90 oh yeah he was probably just peeling off cash and yeah uh and i i know um and he's like and he's like five million dollars we got to make our money back i got an idea let's take gi joe and have him hate america that'll get the money back oh good God, I got a beautiful idea. Well, they let's we'll let's get start a golf slaughter and we'll start the golf war. And Jesse like, the Body Ventura, I'm, this is a true story. Jesse the Body Ventura is like, well, they just made it illegal. They just made it legal to burn the flag. Why don't you have the flag monsoon and have them burn it and have that be the thing you do? Have them burn the flag. That'll be a big thing. Uh, he'll burn the flag, and Hogan will get really mad because he's burning America. It's really cool. You'll get news because it's legal now. Burn the flag. My my body needs work, but I'm getting there. 
Uh, he did tear up uh, the Iraqi flag, which is still a little distasteful. No, I know it was Iraq, but... I, I see no oh. distaste in it. No, H- Hogan's supposed to be above that. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. He's supposed to be above that. He tears his flags just like he tears his shirt. Uh, don't, start a, putting shirt. On, don't start putting on airs for me, Squeezer. We weren't going to war with the people of Iraq. We were going to war with their dictator and then killing them in the crossfire. And that flag was the signal of the symbol of that dictator. And Hulk Hogan had to dare it to hell. Squeezer, what do you think the people of Iraq hated more? Hulk Hogan tearing the flag or the United States bombing a rip through a ripping hole through its ass. Hmm. Hmm. Think about I it. I guarantee <laughs> you some of the, cause judging some of the people probably were more pissed about the flag. <laughs> probably, you know, I'm just going it, off of current events. You're probably right. Yeah. I mean, they could have put it in their pickup truck and drove it around. <clears throat> no, because they had machine guns in the back of them. Yeah, but they did have also have flags. Oh, yeah, I know. I've seen plenty of pictures of ISIS and the Taliban. They love those Toyota oh, pickups. I know, they're reliable. <laughs> that's why I bought one. It's Toyota Tacomas. Yeah, that's, that's the way to go. I bought it. I'm like, fuck, if, ISIS, if it's good enough for ISIS, it's good enough for me. Put a flag right in the back next to a, yeah. a 50 cal machine gun. I got to get the dent out of the side of it, but. Mm. Anti-dentite. Ian, Ian thought, it, no, no, because it just happened today. So oh. Trucker's going to help me. Ian thought I was getting a little close to the tree. <laughs> then I hit it. Then he told me I hit the tree. Well, you took your pickup up there? Yeah. <clears throat> it's four-wheel drive. I'm not going to take some fucking Jeep Liberty. All right, um, let's move on to... Oh, hold on, I gotta get my, my second pick. I couldn't fucking download it because of fucking stupid daily motion. All right, here is my next pick. Mr. Squeezer. We've been waiting for fans all over the world, thousands of them here at Disney MGM Studios as Hulk Hogan makes his way for the official signing of his contract with WCW. Eric, I'm going to I'm going to say unequivocally, this is the greatest day that professional wrestling has ever seen. This is the beginning of a new era for world championship wrestling. Hulk Hogan, five-time World Wrestling Federation champ, all of a sudden back in the professional ranks but this time with WCW. And what's gonna happen in the months to come, I I wouldn't even wanna speculate, but I can tell you one thing, from being on one tremendous ride before, get ready, because it's gonna be another great one. It is going to be a great one, and look at this, we've got confetti coming down from the tops of the buildings. We've got sirens, and Hulk Hogan, without a doubt, as we've said before, is making his way. And I gotta say, Mean Gene, I've been a fan of yours and a fan of professional wrestling for a long, long time. And this is a day that I know millions of fans all over the world are waiting for. Make no mistake about it, WCW is set to dominate the globe when it comes to professional wrestling. Well, as you know, a lot of fans here at uh, Disney MGM in Orlando from throughout the so world. So what, what we're hearing is scenes from the ticker tape parade. 
thrown for the immortal Hulk, Ho immortal Hulk Hogan through the streets, and I say streets with air quotes, of Universal Studio Studios, Florida. You've been there. I have it. Yeah. Are there streets? No, I mean, there's like, it's the, just as there are streets like a, like, no, it's, it's so, they're like just walkways. Well, this looks kind of like a, there's like houses and everything around it. Oh, I don't know. Maybe is it a back lot? Uh, it is, cause so here's the story. Um, back in 1993, we all know WrestleMania nine. Hulk Hogan and Brother Brunei uh, win the world tag team titles against IRS. Uh, you know Hulk Hogan's not fucking settling for a fucking tag team championship match at WrestleMania nine, right? No. Uh, Bret Hart's taking on Yokozuna for the belt. Yokozuna beats him, and all of a sudden Hulk Hogan comes out uh, to defend Bret Hart. And he challenges Yokozuna, Yokozuna to a match. And quick, way quicker than he hulked up against Sergeant Slaughter, he beat Yokozuna and became the world champion, brother. Oh, God, Hogan's again that champion. God. So he's the champ. Bruce Pritchard swears it's because... They were going on a European tour that summer, and he want, they needed Hogan as the champ for the tour. I don't know, logistically, fine, I take that as a credible answer. But then he, he wrestled, his last pay-per-view for WWF was King of the Ring 93, and then he got out of his contract with Vince McMahon because he was starting to film Thunder in Paradise, which is one of my favorite fucking shows as a kid. Watched it every Friday. It was basically Knight Rider with a boat. There's always a fjord. Why is there always a fjord? There's always a fjord. <laughs> or a lake or a, a canal. So it was Knight Rider uh, as a boat. But it was a fun show and Hulkster was in. I was so obsessed with Hulkster, I had to watch it. But this filmed uh, originally in Tampa area and then they moved it for cost to Universal Studios. I'm sorry, MGM Studios, uh, Disney uh, in, in Orlando. And on the soundstage next to Thunder in Paradise was WCW's soundstage. And um, Eric Bischoff got word of this. And through uh, Ric Flair, who wrestled with Hogan at WWF like in 1992, he got Bischoff a meeting with, with Hogan. And he was like, you got to come back to wrestling. You got to come back to wrestling. Like, wrestling needs you. This will be huge for WCW. And Hogan is like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm trying to make it as an actor. Then he got the fucking contract squeezer. My God, was his contract ridiculous. Not only was he paid a buttload of money, but he was paid if, like, the the house the show sold out. The house show sold out. He was paid if the pay-per-view had a lot of buys. He was given incentive bonuses on the buy rate of the pay-per-views. He was given a piece of all the fucking merch. He was He had a fucking contract clause in his contract that if any other person was signed to make more money than him he would make more money than that person it was crazy <clears throat> he started off by beating rick flair over and over and over and over and over he brought jimmy hart in his manager because jimmy hart was his manager with uh brutus <clears throat> at the end mm -hmm. at wwf brutus brother brutus brother booty he came in. He brought him in. Of course, he's gonna bring all his buddies in. It's his shoot brother, his working brother, um, uh, and of course, he was accosted by this man in a mask. who turned out to be Brother Brutai. And there was the three faces of fear: Kevin Sullivan, 
and fuck, I don't even remember who the other two were. But uh, then they just started bringing... Oh, it was, it was Avalanche, or it was just Earthquake at that point. And they just started bringing in... Um, and it became Brother Brudai, who became known as the Zodiac. Then they made, like, the Dungeon of Doom. They just kept bringing in all Hogan foes, like big monsters, so for Hogan to beat. And then eventually it was Vader. And, um, you know... Uh, uh, the big show that's got his big debut was Andre the Giant's son. That la then they got sued and they couldn't say that anymore. Remember that? <laughs> oh, really? No, yeah. I wasn't. I was not into. I didn't watch any WCW. Ever. I did. I did, and then I did more when Hogan went, and then it got really lame, and I stopped. Um, mm -hmm. But Hogan, I had the figures too. They they released kind of like the LJN style figures from San Francisco Toy Makers. I had the two pack mm -hmm. of Hogan and Vader. And it, but like it was sort of like a knockoff Hogan because the, the yellow was lighter. It wasn't like the darker yellow, and it was it was a little different. It, the WC that it felt like a knockoff version of the Hulkamania, and I didn't I, I still don't like the big gold belt. I'm a Hogan winged eagle fan all the way every day. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, uh, eventually he brought in all his friends. He brought, you know, of course, Mean Gene's here. He brought in uh, Macho Man. Uh, they reunited, and you know, then yeah, we'll get to what happened next. But uh, Hogan and WCW was huge. It was there was two things that Hulk Hogan did that pushed WCW into stardom, and one of them was just signing with the company, uh, and it, it gave him like the amount of date. He only had to like do like half the pay per views a year. And half, like only like like something like under a hundred or around a hundred days a year, his contract was ridiculous squeezer, ridiculously easy. It gave him time to act and do and do movies and do um, uh, Thunder in Paradise. But uh, his yeah. debut and match for WCW, he beat Ric Flair and won the title. He had the big gold belt on that first match. Uh, I love the Hulkster, but it was a smart move going with the uh, guaranteed wrestling money, then taking a shot at stardom. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. That, in Hollywood. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, that was my next pick. Squeezer, here is your next pick. Is there is no way that he's not gonna walk into WrestleMania, the biggest match ever? What your candy ass? One, two, three. A match for the ages. The Rock and Hogan at WrestleMania, one on one. A match that the world thought would never ever happen. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He will make his tenth appearance at WrestleMania. His first in nine years in the challenge for Hulk Hogan is the future of the World Wrestling Federation, The Rock. Wrestling's past, wrestling's future. This is WrestleMania, baby! And brother. Uh, it's like almost we came full circle. We skipped a whole bunch of time in between there. So, <clears throat> Hulkster comes back to uh, WW still F. Um, they, I guess... They figured people weren't tired of the NWO, so let's push the NWO angle, which at least it was just three guys that were, you know, that works at least. Um, and then it builds to uh, WrestleMania 18, where it's 
Rock and Hogan. And it, this is one of those matches that people were clamoring for because they want their big stars. Some people wanted Stone Cold and Hogan. I don't think that would have worked nearly as well because you want Rock. It's a different kind. Of, it's charisma, but it's a different kind of charisma, and they blend so much better. And this wasn't even the headline. This wasn't even the main event, right? Triple H was the main it event, It was. Right? Yeah, it wasn't even, but it wasn't even the co-main event. Do you want to know what the co-main event was? It, it you know was what Stone followed? Cold, Stone Cold and uh, Razor Ramon, right? No, no, that was two, two before this. After The Rock and Hogan go toe to toe for like and have a minute long standoff, and then beat the shit out of each other. Well, they switched take. in that first minute when they were wrestling. And yes, the moves. You, they switched. So I Rock whispered and 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 uh, uh, Hogan's ear. Take the lead. I'll play heel. Yeah. And and they they switched. Just I mean that's two pros right there. Yes. Rock started playing yeah. heel. And I just watched it before the. Hogan I just went back and watched face. it before the you show. Can see and you see when they slam into the turnbuckle, see, that's when he tells them to do it. Yeah, you actually see in Hogan's eye, but before they even get to that. But you see, Hogan has a look on his face where it was like an oh shit, but like a good oh shit, like when they're chanting his name. And in his mind, he's, he immediately think, we got to do something. And then, yeah, they tie up the test of strength. Hogan slams him in the turnbuckle. And then Hogan gives him the just bring it. Mm-hmm. And the look on Rock's face, that was heel Rock. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he turned... Turn the picture. He started doing heel rock, and you know the yeah, rock rather so be a heel anyway. Everyone wants to work as a heel, yeah, and he worked it so well. But it, and it wasn't even like true. It's and it's because it it wasn't like it wasn't heel NWO Hogan versus uh, babyface Rock. It was people. It was a nostalgia matchup. People weren't cheering for Hollywood Hogan. They were cheering for Hulk Hogan. They were in the Sky Dome, WrestleMania yeah. six. Hogan Warrior. That's epic. what everybody in there was thinking about. Yeah. Uh, it, it was... Um, the energy... Like, it, it, you could feel it. Like, they say... Like, it, it is the electricity. Like, they would... Like, you... There was an energy... The crowd working that... The crowd worked that match just as much as the two of them did. Like, they just fed off it. And apparently... This match, because and there's a shoot interview with Hogan, where they went down. He t- they went down to Florida, and they wanted to go through and actually do the match straight through. And he's like, "I can't do that." Yeah, right, right. He's like, "I'm gonna get hurt." It's like, "I need the adrenaline. I need the crowd. Let's walk through it. We're good with that. We'll walk through it." And they're like, "All right, fine. We'll walk through it." And he's like, "I'm not taking any bumps without people cheering, because right. like to him, that's the world of difference." And then he said we had to throw it out anyway. As soon as we got there, like you said, they're like, we got to flip the script. It's an entirely different match. They go out, uh, you know, and rock bottom, Hogan kicks out. And now you think, and he starts hulking up, finger wave. You think it's over now. Big boot, leg drop. Rock kicks out. Two rock bottoms and a people's elbow rock pins Hogan. The place goes fucking berserk. Then Hall and Nash come out, start beating the shit out of Hogan because he lost, and then it was like a good sport with The Rock or whatever. And then Rock comes, makes the save, throw them out of the ring. Hogan goes to leave. Rock stops him, 
Why does Rock stop him? Gotta give the fucking Vince. Hogan. Ho- Hogan must pass. <laughs> there you go. Hogan must put any pose to shit. And that's how you end the show. Yeah, but no, it's no. not. You, because next up you give is th- Jazz versus Lita and Trish Stratus. Yeah, yeah but they gave the six title. minutes to that. But then they gave fucking... They gave 16 minutes to Hogan Rock, but they gave 20 to Triple H and Chris Jericho, which was still good. That was WrestleMania 18 is one of the best WrestleManias of all time. FYI. Let me look at this real quick. Hang on. Albert Rikishi, Sky Tuhati, Lance Storm, Mr. And listen, Perfect and Test. I Albert, honestly, Rik- I like that. You're right. Albert Rikishi and Scotty Tuhati were fucking lightning hot. Yeah. Um, Rob Van Dam, RPG William Regal. William Regal. It's a weird mix. It was a but fun, fun Regal match. can bump and RVD can move. DDP Christian, For I don't European remember that one, but it's got to be pretty decent. Maven, Goldust, Spike Dudley. Yeah, that, well, Spike Hard- Dudley came in at the end. Yeah. It was a hardcore match. Uh, uh, yeah, it was. And um, uh, actually, Maven ends up, I think, with it at the end again. Like in, in, they, He won the title again between the Jazz and Triple H and Chris Jericho match. Uh, Kurt Angle, Kane. Undertaker, Ric Flair, Edge, Booker T. This is incredible. Stone Cold, Stone Scott Cold, Hall. Scott Hall. The best nut match of the night besides Rock and Hulk Hogan was number nine. Billy and Chuck, APA, Dudley Boys, and the Hardy Boys. Then Rock, Hulk Hogan. The star power on this card. Yeah. And and for the time. like this, it is. Unfortunately, this was... You could go back and look at the mountain and still see the high water mark from WrestleMania 18 because it never. This is where it crescendo. No. This is it. I, I was thinking the same thing. It all went um, downhill from here. I was because I was thinking like the biggest pops, and like you could argue like the biggest like the Austin return, uh, and tr- mankind wins the title biggest pop of all time. Yeah, 98. Like yeah. when when you m- monitor decibels, then this one is probably the next biggest one after that but since this time at that that hogan rock pop and that stare down and then the aftermath well, the next night on raw when hogan came out and it, right. i think it was like five straight minutes and i think it was Mo- yes. montreal five straight minutes and then they sent but, him down on the private jet to get the red and the red and the yellow they took the wwf jet down to tampa to fly up the red and yellow uh, gear because he was like yeah, god damn we got a baby face on our hands but I, I argue and with good reason that after that there hasn't been a pop like that since no that was the best WWF ever got and they've never been as good they went completely yeah. downhill after that I wouldn't say completely downhill. It was a slow decline, though. If you look at, you could still see. I no, no, I I don't disagree. But there are some high water marks after that too. There are some great moments and stuff. But that that level that I don't think there's anything that good. That ravenous, that crowd didn't. I don't think you can ever replicate that. Yeah, I guess not again. Now, and now there's just too much. There's like there was there wasn't it wasn't competing with nearly enough. It was in the zeitgeist. It was all part of like pop culture. It like your mom knew if Hogan Listen, Hogan and Rock were wrestling. I'm talking like a crescendo though. Like I still like 19 because it was still like 
It was downhill, but it was still really high. WrestleMania 19 was still sure. fun. Hogan, yeah. fucking Vince McMahon, Street Brawl. That was amazing. But, you know, and then they did, like, the brand split. And then you got WrestleMania 20 and... Yeah. The probably the last match that was the last WrestleMania I saw was WrestleMania twenty. Chris Benoit, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. That was good. Threat. After that, I was like, "All right, I'm done with wrestling. I really haven't paid much attention to it." I was in for a good little bit while after. No, nah, I, 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 I'm, look, I'm looking at the 21, uh, um, card. I don't, I didn't watch a single second of this. I didn't, I don't know any of these storylines. Was not into it at all. Don't even know some of these wrestlers. So, uh, that's when I was out. I gave, I tapped out. I was still. I was still in at 21. Let's see. Who was on 22? Nope. Don't know any. Yeah, I was out. John Cena. Triple H by submission. Mm -hmm. See, I missed the whole Cena era, so. Yep. I was still in here. It was probably, I'm going to guess 23 is when I, uh, again, Oh my god, he's killing airtime. Google listening to me humming along and reading Wikipedia with the rad years. Well no, uh, you weren't even humming, you just went dead silent. Did I? Yes. Sorry, I was I was reading. I get yelled at that a lot at home too. Because I, I can't I can't listen. I can't do two of the same things at the same time. My mind just Alright, well think about it. We can move on to my Next pick. Do I have to think about it? Can we just move on? We can just move on. Alright. In trying to make an artistic statement, one should be careful not to let one's personal aroma do the talking. In order not to offend the critics, I recommend Right Guard Sports Stick. It provides maximum protection and the freshest sense, a sublime palette of odoriferous emanations. After all, a true artiste should be remembered for his inspiration not his perspiration. Right guard sports stick. Anything less would be uncivilized. Uh, remember the right guard commercials? Anything else would be uncivilized? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Between him and fucking Charles Barkley, when I first started wearing deodorant, I was right guard. I was a right guard boy. Mm-hmm. You thought it was going to make you a man? <laughs> oh, I'm still looking for the key to that to this day. <laughs> Oh, uh, but I was wearing um, right guard, and uh, uh, so so Charles Barkley was on it. It was that gel, that gel stick, that's gel solid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that you only had to put just you one click on. I like caked the stuff on there, and then uh. it, right because it's 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 an elemental like. It's in like a colloid form in that. In the, yeah. When you put it on and it dries, it turns into like a rock. 
Or then like melts down your if you sweat, it melts down. Yeah, your... and then it's um like like just like hot Vaseline dripping from you. Right. Ah. Uh. Yeah, the right card extreme. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it, yeah, it clumps up like one of those like um, like the when you make one of those like salt crystal things yeah. in like a fish tank. Yeah, or you're making rock candy. Rock candy. Yeah, and, that's and then like, like you go on to, your arm on, on the little armpit hairs that you have. Right. You go you go to raise your hand at school, and your armpit hairs are stuck together. They go, ah! <laughs> and it hurts like hell because I, Hulk Hogan and, and Charles Barkley told me that. It was fucking anything else would be uncivilized. Yeah, coming from two guys that shave their pits. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, it's easy for you guys. You shave your fucking pits. Anything else would be uncivilized. This is the right Charles Barkley one for you if you don't remember. As one goes forth to unearth new treasures, one mustn't let primordial perspiration match with one's style. Consider this discovery. Right guard, pure power, pure gel, antiperspirant. That's what but I use. Finally, clear gel. Thus, it goes on clear without any flaky white stuff. Not After true. all, when it comes to protection, one shouldn't mess around. Right guard, clear gel. Anything less would be uncivilized. Yep. It's not flaky white stuff. It's coagulated rocks in your <laughs> arms. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I'll give him credit, though. He's much better on air now than he was back then. <laughs> what is that are you kidding no i'm not i actually like hearing him talk. i do too but i don't i like him because he's not good no that was that was rough it just goes to show that um you don't have to be a great uh actor or even speaker to be a good pitch man um it, it works as long on as me. you got name brand to go with it. Yeah, right. Yeah, fucking Hulk Hogan. The, the Michael Jordan, the Michael Jordan outtakes for the Gatorade commercials are: Is it in you? Is it in you? <laughs> is is it in you? Like uh, it's just exhausting. <laughs> uh, but I don't. Do they still make Right Guard? Ah, uh, I don't know. I'm a. Uh, do-do-do-do-do-do-do kind of guy. Yeah, me too. I'm uh, Old Spice now. Yeah. Yeah. Usually just because it, it comes in a two-pack, and I don't have to go buy it more than once every couple. Yeah, Old Spice kind of... um And and, and I, I like I like the their market. commercials. I actually like the production value behind their commercials. Yeah, they're, so. they're absurd and crazy. Yeah, but what goes into them is really impressive. Right. But Right Guard used to be the deodorant to wear. It was like the teen spirit for boys. It might, yes. I'm pretty sure it's even yeah. the same company. Guard. Let me see. Right Guard. Right Guard. Some, I mean, you throw in some Right Guard, some LA looks, and some curve, and you are getting laid. We're <laughs> going to talk to a girl no. and then shy away and not. Yeah, Right Guard, LA looks, and uh, curve. You Just, said, right? uh, just a wall of odors just permeating from you. It was introduced by the Gillette Company. Yeah, it was Gillette originally. Um, and now it's owned by Henkel. It was the Procter & Gamble. It's all the, like the conglomeration. Like the knife people? Oh, listen to this. <laughs> Maybe. The brand was introduced in 1960 by the Gillette Company as the first aerosol deodorant. 
The Procter & Gamble Company acquired Gillette in 2005 and sold the right guard brand to the Dial Corporation, a subsidiary of Henkel, in 2006. So the Dial soap, that, that soap that is uh, antibacterial, owns... Yeah. Let's see if they own Teen Spirit. Eh, doesn't look good. Teen Spirit. It's owned by Henkel. So American Teen Company. Spirit. Oh, okay. Colgate Palm Olive. So. Oh, I was right. Why? What'd you say? Is this the same Henkel that I'm thinking of? Henkel? No. Or is it spelled differently? H E N K E L? Hang on. Googling with the rad years. Detergent based. Well, it is a g- subsidiary of a German, yeah, that's Hankel. Is. There's an A in there, We I want think, to sell right? you our deodorant and also our German values, yeah. Yeah. We acquired the right card and the Charles Barkley and Hulk Hogan uh, in 2006. There's a C with the knives. So, yeah, so the the soap guys are owned by the Hankel company, which is an American company, which is a subsidiary of a German Hankel company, but it's a different Hankel company than the ones that make the knives, because there's a C in the knife one. I like their knives. They have a good tang. We make Persa and Renuzit and Sunlight and Snaga. We got a little bear. He's so cute. <laughs> Buy our products, huh? You know what? I think we're smart enough with this shit. We should get in. Uh, we should be like, uh, what are those guys, stockbrokers and shit, movers and shakers, and you know, I, I know someone over in the Henkel Corporation. If you so like knives, the Dial Corp, the Dial Corporation, doing business as, as Henkel North American Consumer Goods, uh, but Dial began as a brand of deodorant soap manufactured by Armor and Company. Yes, the people who made hot dogs. Wait, really? Yep. Armor. Armor hot dogs. I only know from The Simpsons. Hot dogs. Yeah. Armor hot dogs. Yeah, we didn't have those around here. A Chicago, yeah, we don't. A Chicago, Illinois meatpacking firm. And through a series of mergers, acquisitions, and divestitures, 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 it emerged by the 2000s as a standalone personal care and household cleaning products company. Hankel acquired Dial Corporation in 2004. Dial Soap remains one of the company's major brands. We're very proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> we sell soap, but we also sell lifestyle. <laughs> All right. We had enough of that. Moving on to Squeezer's next bit. Hulk Hogan is Chef Ramsay. He takes no nonsense. Be sure. He throws no punches. <laughs> my cat. And he leaves no stone unturned. That's not my cat. Oh. Because this time, he's more than the Hulkster. He's Suburban Commando. Oh. Hulk Hogan, Christopher Lloyd, Suburban Commando. Rated PG. Starts Friday, October 4th at a theater near you. Ah, I'm so ex- I love. I was obsessed with this movie, Squeezer. Oh, I know. I was too. I was too, and then I hadn't seen it in 25 years. Me too. Uh, but as a kid, I didn't understand it, kayfabe, and I was really confused as to why the Undertaker was in this. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is actually because 
this came out before he even debuted. Yeah, but I didn't see it till it was or, on pay per view after he debuted. Same. I I saw it when it was like on. I'm assuming picks eleven. Um, but this is um, th- this fine work of art uh, was originally intended to be another Schwarzenegger DeVito vehicle. Oh God, that might have been awesome. Yeah, and then I guess the script was just a little too weak, and I don't know if just them. I don't think "weak" the word you're looking for. I believe "shitty." shitty. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um. So they passed, and um, our dear friends at New Line bought it, and because Are of that, maybe, maybe if you would have gotten Arnold and Devito, they would have been like, "Great, here is the budget," and you would have like, I don't know. Forty million dollars. Well, even thirty they million made it, back then was a, you could make a picture. You made twins yeah. with twenty-two million. Yeah. Well, they made this with eleven, <whistles> and yeah, it shows. Um, they they definitely cheaped out on a few things, including the weapons. Which, if you're a big fan of Masters of the Universe, you'll rep- recognize all the guns. Eleven million dollar budget, ten point five going to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yes. Um. And then the other .5 going to Christopher Lloyd. Um, and there was absolutely nothing left then for special effects, props, and set design. And it shows. Uh, I don't mean to be mean. I know you guys love this movie. And I love it too. Um, but I, did, I didn't watch the whole thing leading in this show. I was a busy boy, not shooting guy shooting turkeys. So I just scrubbed through it. <clears throat> Just to catch up on things because it's been so long. And oh, are there some gems of moments in this show? And there are some like, look, if you don't take it too seriously. We're like going back to the Arnold DeVito thing, like twins. Mm-hmm. Like it's a comedy and yeah. the jokes work. Yeah, but I truly believe they were twins when I see that. When I watch that movie, there's nothing that, that in that movie that breaks me of thinking that they're twins. You seriously? Yeah. Oh, okay. But like, you're laughing at it because it's a good movie and it's well written and well acted and put together. So it's like, haha, this is a funny movie. Whereas Suburban Commando, you watch it and you laugh along, and it's not a great movie. So you're kind of laughing at it at the same time as you're laughing with it. It's okay. Do you have a lot of cogent points to make about this movie? I do actually. Can I pee while you do it? No, no, because I, I. Well, can oh, all right, fine. If you want, you have the entire Rad Years audience to uh, offer you feedback. Yeah, but I, I, I like to work off of you, and you work off of me, and you tell me when I'm rambling on too long. Listen, you start going. I'll pee quickly, and I'll come back, and I'll, I'll kayfabe like I heard the whole thing. All right, you really hurt my feelings. Well, fine. Uh, wow. I worked really hard on this one, and this is what I get, folks. You just admitted that you didn't before you started. But I did plenty of research in the scrubbing through it. (laughs) That's true. All right. Well, you do that. This is me complaining. I'm I'm buying you time. Go and pee while I complain to the people that you don't care about my feelings. My throat is very dry. Ah, Fresh mountain air. Anywho... I was scrubbing through. I realized, and I get to my my favorite part, and I don't. It's 
my favorite part in I think any movie ever, and it's the cat scene when he launches the cat and then he launches a little girl and catches her. I did not know. I'm like, and I'm not like saying like, oh, I read this online because then I did after the fact, but I'm because I'm watching it. I'm like, that little girl looks familiar. I'm like, that looks like Elizabeth Moss. That's not Elizabeth Moss. And this is see now he's not here, so I have to have a conversation with myself. And now it's just awkward. And I'm looking, I'm like, that's Elizabeth Moss. So I go and I look, and guess what? It's Elizabeth Moss. And she was in, uh, you know, West Wing. I like that show. I don't know if you guys knew that. I'm a fan of it. And uh, that uh, Handmaiden's Tale, I guess. She's pretty popular in that now, I guess. But yeah, I had no idea. That was her first real uh, feature-length film. She did a couple, like, made-for-TV movies. But she made her big break in Suburban Commando as the little girl with the cat in the tree. Um, also, uh, the Rebar Bunny, adorable. And I want to buy one of those at a craft fair. Uh, what else do I got? See, this doesn't work if I don't have him to bounce me off. So I'm just going to bitch and moan that he's not here until he gets back. And then I can use the rest of my material. And you guys are like, please just move on. But, you know, I'm just going to yammer and stammer through this. And he's probably here right now. Just listen to me. Right? No, I'm not. Um, there's one thing that drives me mad. And it's the afterburner. scene When the kid's playing afterburner. And it's like... I know they can't call it that, but they know there's going to be kids watching this movie. And Oh, yeah, there are. Kids know video games. Uh, you missed that. Uh, Elizabeth Moss was the little girl in the tree with the cat. Oh. In her first feature film. I made Somehow I made that in a five-minute segment, but it worked. Um, I'm, now I'm talking about when they're playing Afterburner, and I found it so frustrating because... You know kids are going to watch it, but the people making the movie just need a generic video game, and they need to write some dialogue, and they don't know video games. So they have fucking um, Shep going like, use your photon torpedoes, and the kid's like, I'm out of photon torpedoes. <laughs> it's fucking Afterburner. You got missiles. <laughs> that made me very mad. I'm All losing right. my voice over Calm down. So getting You're getting crazy. half hot. You're getting half hot. Uh-huh. Uh, also, this was the yeah the big screen debut of the Undertaker. He was one of the um, uh, one of the hitmen that come after him, and they have their big fight, and he gets uh, slammed through the wall with his rocket boots. Um, and then uh, there there's some great dialogue in there too. And the one thing I noticed, Hogan's they they clearly ADR'd a lot of that because the action sequences there's a lot of noise going on and um but the the ADR sounds like something out of a video game like it, it it's so it's so cold there's no mix like there's no no sense of like him being in the moment it's just like read the line and uh oh oh yeah like when he falls through the floor and it like in Die Hard, it would it would have been like talk about cheap construction, but like Hogan, he just like the guy falls through the floor. He goes talk about cheap construction. Period. Next line. Almost and it's like the, it, almost like he's acting in Baywatch or Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> Thunder in Paradise or, or any syndic- really- syndicated Saturday weekday 
weekend fucking television show. But couldn't you just say, they would have been smart instead, just go, hey, Hulkster, cut us a promo. And then just use the audio from that. Yeah, but the director. Really? That's more believable. The director probably thought he was had to direct him. He didn't, you know, oh, Burt yeah. Kennedy no. thought his film career was going to fucking explode. <laughs> I guess he. What did Burt Kennedy make after this? One movie. Comanche. Oh, 19 years later? or Oh, uh, eight years later. Nine, nine years later. Nine, nine years, years later. later. But he did some I'm stuff. Not- he did some stuff before this, nothing I ever heard of, but this movie officially ended his career. Yeah, it, it seems like that that was it. But he um, probably thought he was going to fucking direct this. And if you had just been like, Hogan, uh, or Hulkster Brother, uh, when you bust through this wall, talk about how cheap the construction is. Good God, brother, you know there's construction. Talk about cheap construction, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just do do you. You got to know who you're working with. And, you know, when you're trying to, let, let's let's find your inner... Your inner alien commando instead. You know, just ah. Uh. But it it was fun. It's a fun movie. I like it. It has very special memories. And yeah, some of the effects look uh, a little... Th- this movie, I associate... Limited by budget. I don't know if they're in the movie itself. I think they were. I associate this movie with WWF ice cream bars. Just because Hogan and Taker are in it? No, they they like told there was a tie-in with them somehow. Ah, I forget what it was, but there was definitely a tie-in with WWF ice cream bars, and they were delicious, and I love them, and that's it. And oh, we're nice. we're moving on. We're moving on to your next pick. My next pick. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Sorry, I have the right one. Hulk Hogan is here! Hulk Hogan's here! Hulk Hogan is in the building! You're damn right he is! Go get him, Hulkster! Yeah, but whose side is he on? Go, what are you talking about? Whose side is he on? What are you talking about? Yes, sir! Get him, Hogan! Go get him, baby! Come on and get some of this now! Who's bad now, boys? Hulk Hogan arrived! Hook, hook, hook. What is oh he doing? Oh my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man. What oh. the hell is going on here? Hulk Hogan has betrayed WCW. He is the third man. Look at this. this picture. Oh my God! What the hell is going on? Oh my God! Are you kidding me? I, probably the lowest shot ever given to professional wrestling. That man did right there, Hulk Hogan. Let's get everybody out of the dressing room right now and kick his rear end. Unbelievable, brother. You just what have I been saying the all these years? Huh? What have I been saying all these years? Oh, oh my can... God. A career it's... of a lifetime. It's right down the drain, kid. I hope you love it. Can you you see just those sold little... your soul to the devil. See those little hulksters with the tears rolling down their face right now? We are not going to even acknowledge that three count. Now what happens to us? What happens now to WCW? There was no three count. I never thought I would say that he's yellow, but he may be wearing red, but he's wearing red and yellow. What do we do now? What a uh, low. I'll tell you what. Oh. This is a 
unbelievable situation. Baby, this is the worst day in the history of WCW. I can't believe, baby, you're going to come in that ring and turn your back on WCW. Let's hear Min Jin Ogilvy. What in the world are you thinking? Min Jin, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. I have been with you for so many years. For you to join up with the likes of these two men absolutely makes me sick to my stomach. And I think that these people here and a lot of other people around the world have had just about enough of this man, this man, and you want to put yourself in this group, you've got to be kidding me. Well, the first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wrestling. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. These two men right here came from a great big organization up north. And everybody was wondering who the third man was. Well, who knows more about that organization than me, brother? I've been there, I've done that. You have made the wrong decision, in my opinion. Well, let me tell you something. I made that organization. Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> I didn't even know this happened. I was too busy watching JR Shots of Rash with his fake <laughs> diesel and his fake razor. <laughs> on WWF, honest to God, I'm a 13-inch Emerson television in my bedroom, and I like most normal people with a brain gave up on wrestling for like four years, between '92 and like '97. Not yep. me. Not me. Oh, good God, I loved it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was uh, 1996. I was watching, and my mom was like, "Did you hear Hulk Hogan? He's a bad guy now." I'm like, "What? <laughs> what?" So uh, I, I did a little research, and I listened sometimes to 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff to get – and it's what the craziest thing about Eric Bischoff is he ran WCW all those years, but, like, Conrad asked him stories about WCW, and he's like, eh, I can't remember. I, I can't remember. I'm not really remembering, but I'll tell you what I know. I don't remember. I'll tell you. you and then he, they talk about when uh, – and I remember because I was still watching WWF at the time – when Bischoff came to WWF in the early 2000s. And he talks about it like it was his favorite time in wrestling. He remembers everything, every little detail. He even talks about like the type of makeup they put on his face for when he was like officiating the wedding between Billy and Chuck. Like every little detail. So he clearly was miserable being in charge but like when he was just a talent for Vince like those were the best years of his life in wrestling and you could tell just by the way he talks about it on 83 weeks regardless he they talk about the build up 10 WO this was a a, a gimmick that was kind of ripped off from New Japan I believe and uh it was Bischoff's idea of turning everything around now I, the reason I wasn't watching anymore is cuz the Hogan shit got so fucking lame that it just it just burned out, and they they signed over uh, Hall and Nash, and they were gonna do the third man. They, it was originally trying it was gonna be Bulldog, then they were trying to get Brett the Hitman Hart, Squeezer, mm -hmm. and Hall and Nash 
Hall or Nash was calling Brett saying like this is nothing like up in New York down here it's so easygoing and and it's this like this you're in charge down here you got to come down here and and Bischoff was like all right we'll make Bret Hart the third guy and they called and offered him a whole boatload of money but uh, famously Vince countered which would he famously uncounter recreating the Montreal screw screw job which arguably was more important to wrestling than the NWO formation Mm-hmm. Uh, in 97. I'm going to get some heat for that, but we'll, I'll take it, brother. Uh, so he, uh, it was going to be, they decided to be Hulk Hogan. Like, why not have Hulk Hogan? But they weren't sure Hogan was going to do it. And his manager was up, apparently on the phone with him the night before crying to him, saying, you cannot turn heel. So Bischoff called Holland Nash and like, listen, if Hogan doesn't show, it's going to be Sting. But if Hogan shows, it'll be Hogan. So they were like, if Hogan overslept, it would have been Sting, and that would have completely changed the landscape of the WCW. Damn. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the NWO was cool, and then it got to – then everybody started coming over, like like fucking One, Two, Three Kid and fucking Virgil and, and Million Dollar Man. and But then Bischoff decided he wanted to be a part of it. And everyone is in the NWO. And who was in the fucking WCW? It was just fucking Ric Flair, Lex Luger. But then Lex Luger joined. And then it was Goldberg. And that was it. Then there was the NWO Wolfpack. And then it all led up to a bunch of bullshit, which led to the finger poke of doom, <laughs> which ended the WCW and set the uh, set the stage for the 83 weeks reign of being number one uh, for Eric Bischoff to end. And WC, WWF to take over with the attitude. We got to have attitude like Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was the, I mean, you might think Stone Cold was the attitude of the attitude era. It was Shawn Michaels, the, the original mm-hmm. DX. Mm-hmm. HBK, one of my favorites. I love HBK. That's why I also like Ric Flair. It's weird. I like the workers, but then I like Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it it because working as one thing, but yeah, Hogan, I like Hulkamania. It, it's the mental aspect of it. It's right. it's it's the cult aspect of but, it. But it's see, the it's the hero. It's the he's a superhero, right? But also, yes, HBK was a great worker. Flair was a great worker. But they also cut fantastic promos, which is what got mm-hmm. me in. When Shawn Michaels fucking super kicked Marty Jannetty through the fucking barbershop window. God damn, mm-hmm. I was mystified as a kid. And when he came out with the fucking mirror and sexy Sherry dressed in, you know, on like the sexy clothing, like you couldn't help as a kid be like interested in, in seeing a Shawn Michaels match. You didn't, you tell me right now, don't lie to me. You didn't find uh, scary Sherry sexy, sensational Sherry? Sorry, buddy. Oh. You're one of a few because a lot of people are on my side. No, even no Stone Cold me. admitted. Remember when he inducted? I forget who was inducted in the Hall of Fame, but mm. he gave a shout out to Scary as the sexiest manager in the planet. No. Oh God, I love. Sherry. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, you're insane because I did as a kid. I am. I mean, I am certainly, but no, never. Uh... I liked her better than Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, Sherry was red hot. Oh my god. Huh. 
Well, Ryan loved me some Sherry Martell. <laughs> may she rest in peace. That nonetheless, and plus she cut she cut a good promo. She and she was she was good in her like Elizabeth just ran around the ring with her hands up next to her big floofy hair. Oh no, no, I'm not saying she wasn't great at what she did. She just didn't. But get, get it just didn't do it for me. Like I I appreciate her as, as a worker and a manager and a yeah. But yeah, I, I wasn't like oh no, it didn't. No, oh, I was. Good God. Um, but yeah, Sherry, and uh, what are we, uh, man, you got me all turned around here. I don't even know what we're talking about. What are you talking uh, about? You're all hot and bothered. Uh, I'm half hot. Whew. All right, moving on to your last pick. I don't even know if I finished my topic. Oh, yeah, Hogan and the NWO. I got to it. Oh, no, no, I wanted to talk about, I know, <laughs> I wanted to talk about his money. <laughs> I wanted to talk about why he did it. We talked about that contract. He would get a percentage of all the pay-per-view buys and a up to $1.75 million bonus if they got the highest buy rate on a pay-per-view. Plus, he got a cut of all the house shows revenue and a bonus if they sold a certain – we lost Squeezer. A, I'll tip down the story, though. A certain amount of, of money in uh, the house shows. So all that combined, why wouldn't you turn heel? You're going to turn heel and everybody in the planet's going to come see you all of a sudden. And everybody in the planet's going to buy the pay-per-view to see what's going on. Hulk Hogan, the notorious, the world's biggest babyface good guy, is now a fucking heel. Motherfucker. Of course everyone's going to. And pay-per-view buy rates are going to be through the roof. And fucking house show buy rates or house show cards are going to be like out of control. And Hulk Hogan stands to make... As much money off of this as WCW does. But WCW is like wasting money bringing all this fucking talent and giving them huge ATM Eric contracts. And, you know, and all. I, we lost Squeezer. I don't know where he's, where he's coming. We lost you. Fucking Skype. This is like twice now we lost him. God damn. Fucking Squeezer. We lost him. He's fucking heel Skype. I'll fucking kill you, motherfucker. Fucking see your rug. Fucking stupid logo with a goddamn knife. Keep my bag. Uh, well, as soon as Squeezer comes back, we'll keep moving on. All right. So I, I told the whole story of the money issue with with uh, with um, Hogan and NWO. Let's move on to your last pick, Squeezer. Oh, this is a gem. Oh my ears! She's terrible. She's great. You're being too easy on her, Hulk. I like things to be easy. Like 1010-220. Exactly. I know 1010-220 is cheap, but it's easy too. Yeah, there's no signing up. You just pick up the phone and dial it. And all calls up to 20 minutes are 99 cents. Easy and cheap. I'll have to try it. Thank you. I told you she was great. You should switch to decaf. <laughs> dial 1010-220. My friends call me sensitive. I guess I am a bit. I really want to call them, but I simply can't commit. P.U. Me thinketh, that stinketh. Alf, it's about 10, 10, 220. Well, don't forget the best part. 99 cents for all calls up to 20 minutes. It's cheap. Write about that. I want to write about no monthly commitment, dude. What about no signing up? Yeah, I like that. 
brother. Obviously from another mother. Dial 1010-220. Was this like a... I don't remember this. Was this like a one collect thing? Yeah, it was like 1010-321, 1010-220, 1-800-COLLECT. It was all the long-distance... Uh, I don't know how it worked. All I know is it made everyone a lot of money. So, like, let's see. Tenten still available. Oh, these services are still available as of September 2019. You can call, if you call, like, basically it's like calling collect. And if you call 1010321 right now, it costs you 30 cents a minute. Uh, holy shit. 1010-220 within the U.S. Uh, is $1.50 for the first 10 minutes and then 25 cents for each additional minute. Plus a 24.5% federal universal service fee. Because uh, I don't know who would... I is, guess is it... if you're stranded and you've... I don't even know how you would use this. Because where the hell are you going to find a payphone right. to use this? Is it like... Um... Is it like if you want to call and like harass someone, you use this because they can't trace it? No, it's a it, you got to call collect. Like they have yeah. to, you have to like get the accept the charges. Yeah, so it's a collect. That's the whole uh, we had a baby eats a boy kind of thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I call my mom from like I'm at like I'd say I'm at practice, but I wasn't practicing anything. Uh, I'm at the mall and they need a ride, and you call collect. It's like it's me, pick me up. And she like she knows. As soon as she hears my voice, like it's me, you know. It, All right, it's time to go get him. He's ready. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, there was a whole bunch of them. Ten, ten, two, twenty was one of them. And and not that I ever used it. Their services, uh, you know, for any monetary with any you know, exchange of fees, because um, or you know, my mom would just say no, I don't accept the charges, and they can't charge you. But. It did give us Alf and Hulk Hogan for a minute on TV together. Right. So he had two spots. So Al Alf was the star of these, and then he had a number of uh, celebrity athletes with him, like uh, Mike Piazza, yeah, mm -hmm. um, Emmett Smith, uh, Toby Keith, but I know he doesn't play sports, but Toby Keith, hmm. Terry Bradshaw was there because mm -hmm. Terry Bradshaw. I don't remember. But then you get Hulk Hogan, and Hogan gets two of them, of course. I don't remember 1010-321 at all. I really don't. I remember 1-800-COLLECT, but I really don't remember 1010-321-1 And at you also all. had 1-800-C-A-L-L-A-T-T. Uh, -T. Yeah, I call it. Yeah, I remember that one, too. But I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, I, I remember 1010-220 and 1010-321. And it looks like 10 yeah, 10 AT&T was AT&T was dialed down the middle. Yeah. Um <laughs> I I I have never used these services. I just remember I enjoyed the commercials cuz anytime I could get more Alf in my life, I was happy. Oh, sure. And Alf and Hogan together, I think I I think this could have been a thing. Oh, a buddy a buddy picture? I would have loved to see an Alf Hulk Hogan buddy pick. A two-hander with Alf and Hogan. What are they? Uh, cops on the job. Hogan's ready for. Or Alf no, there. No, no, no. He he could be Shep. He reprises his role as like the alien uh, command, the alien commando. So Alf is Shep, and he has to go, he has to go to Melmac. 
Oh, Melmac Commando. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah, it's all in space. Yeah. Yeah. Or like they meet up on Earth, or you know, you know. I mean, what Alf are you doing here on Melmac? You're gonna scare off my girlfriend Rhonda. <laughs> oh yeah, there can be like some weird like romance romantic triangle there. Yeah, because Melmac, I know about yeah, all I about Melmac it. from Alf Tales. Yeah. I mean, Alf, Alf served. He was in the planetary defense forces, and he's a commando. So why not? You know, put two Just call space... it commandos, and they're always naked, because Alf's always naked, and Hulk Hogan's always naked, hanging dong, and it's mm-hmm. Alf and suburban commando, commandos. Yeah. Yeah. And Rhonda. And Alf must pose. Alf must Oh, God, look at him. He's so fucking hairy. Oh, God, get him out there. Get him out there and make a pose. Uh, can, you, can you see Alf all, all oiled up, coconut oil? Oh, he's so greasy. All matted His hair's down. all matted. Hey, bu- hey, Alf, you looking pretty swole. Probably use some oil on that hair if you want. I'll grease you up. Fucking, uh, who does, who does uh, Hogan bang first? Flo or Rhonda? Hmm. Or both. Does Alf's, Alf's mom and his his best girl at the same time? Oof, Weird that's going to cause some uh, some tension between the partners. And how old is Augie, by the way? If we're if we're talking about getting <laughs> weird. Make Curtis watch from the closet. All right, now we're just getting stop Cleans You're traumatizing it up like me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying, squeezer. What else about 10 10 220 you have to share with us? Uh there's really not much. That's why I made it number 5. It's just that I love Alf and I I do appreciate the works thereof of the great actor known as Hulk Hogan. Try brother. And uh, two great things together. All right. For a very off the wall product that I don't know if anyone actually ever really used properly. <laughs> Here is my final pick. Title on the line Hulk Hogan. Hulk story against Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. You know, you better cool out, big dudes. All of New York City knows I got my head right, man. I've been riding my Harley Davidson up and down 95, brother, with my shirt off, dude. Just getting ready for Mr. Orndorff. Yeah, it's kind of cool outside, but that's the way I like it, you know. This Orndorff, man, he disgraced all of New York City because we were all training with a dude, man. We all believed in him. It's just like that parking meter that I bought, bit the head off of. He's just like small change in the world of professional wrestling. He's no big time, man. And I'm going to prove that to all you people out there. You know, this is Hulk country in New York, man. And the Hulkamaniacs, we've got our priorities in order, brother. Number one, we know who the boss is. That's the big dude up there. And he created the heaven, the earth, the Hulkamaniacs, New York City, and the largest arms in the world, brother. And the reason he created the largest arms in the world has become quite evident now. It's to take care of people like that Mr. Wonderful and that no-good Bobby the Weasel Heenan, man. Wonderful, you make me sick, man. You're just like an old dog that can't even wag his own tail without help. 
I'm going to be the judge, jury, the executioner, man, because you're just like a spy. We don't need no electric chair, no gas chamber. You're going to get the ultimate sentence in Long Island of Hulkamania. Friday, October 3rd, this Friday, Nassau, here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. So I just wanted to play a Hogan early Hogan promo. Uh, what I've got here, my last pick is the Hulkamania, the official biography of Hulk Hogan. Uh, World Wrestling Federation presents uh, by, um, I believe, Bantam Books in 1985, priced at $4.95. This was in my Catholic school library, and the <laughs> cover, the cover's like um, a prestige format comic book. It's, it's like a cardboard. It's it's basically like a magazine, essentially, and mm-hmm. but, but it's got like the, the flat, the flush edge uh binding and the 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 cardboard cover like a prestige comic book so they had it laminated with contact paper and i rented this every single week from our library i have a copy now it's almost like pristine condition uh but i was obsessed with uh it was like there was more pictures in here than words squeeze if that makes any sense to you yeah no i i understand that more than you can believe so there's an introduction, and in the introduction and the back page of it, he gives a recipe uh, to oh, – hold on, where is it? No, 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 I'm sorry. There's an introduction by Hulk Hogan where he autographs it, and then there's the People's Champion. And it tells the story of the beginning of Hulkamania, defeating the Iron Sheik, and winning the World Championship. Um, a, little, a little back story on him. Then it goes in to say – uh, Hulk trains hard each and every day for each and every match. He believes that if you get too confident, you get soft. His training ritual, which recently taught to his new protege, protege Hillbilly Jim, includes bodybuilding, proper nutrition, and a positive attitudes. In Hulk's own words, train hard, say your prayers, and eat your vitamins, and you'll have pythons. The, the Hulk Hogan demandments. One special ingredient in Hulk's training diet, which he credits for his excellent physical condition, is his power shake. The secret ingredients revealed here for the first time are as follows. Natural spring water. Milk is for babies. Two tablespoons python power. Hoax own platinum blend. Peaches. Strawberries. Bananas. Three whole eggs. Blend at high speed for a minute or so and drink. One of these a day will give you plenty of energy and strength. So I wanted to make this so bad. And my mom being the sweet woman she is. We got an Avion spring water because I need it need to be Avion at this point. I didn't find this till the '90s. It was credit '85, and everything like wrestling moves so fast, like everything was outdated in the book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Got him fighting Piper with Mr. T and holding the old belt. There was no nothing um, uh, current. It's, it's there's, there's not even there's they don't even tell there's not even a fucking full paragraph in this book. It's all pictures. <laughs> well it was targeted towards wrestling fans exactly uh and i i'm one of them so don't take that the wrong way it's... no and I, I and this was the only the book I, the picture book i got out of the library every fucking week but so my mom one day made this we we didn't we she she i don't know what she made for python power uh for the the, the powder the two tablespoons but i think she just mm-hmm. used sugar and spring water, and then she blended a strawberry, banana, and peaches, 
she said no. Um, she refused to put three whole eggs in it for me, even though I I like almost cried because she wouldn't. It's like an orange Julius. Right, but that would kill me. Three whole eggs. It would, yeah. Oh yeah, that would kill you. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm not even thinking of no, just. I, I wasn't yeah. allergic to eggs at that point or bananas, but oh. she wouldn't let me blend three whole eggs into it. Um, but she did, it and I I thought I thought I was I would go I I, I had like those um, punching bags like the inflatable bags with like the sand in the bottom of it that you could bop the bobbing bags. Yeah, a little boppy. Yeah. So I, I drank I drank this shake and I went downstairs and just started whipping the shit out of anything. I was I thought I was the strongest man, strongest little boy in the world. <laughs> I know when my mom made me the shake and I kept reading this book and I was obsessed with all the title belts because he has like the big green on the beginning and then he's holding the one um, like the eighty five belt, the one right before the the winged eagle and I only knew the winged eagle and there was no internet. You couldn't go check like oh what happened before. And there was no WWE yeah. network, so if you wanted to know, you had to go to fucking Blockbuster and hope they had old pay-per-views so you could figure out what the fuck you're watching. Um, but yeah, this book was fucking... I, and I have it to this day. I'm like flipping through it right now. It, it, it sounds like uh, like a Macy's catalog, actually. Yeah, it, it's, a ma- it's totally a magazine. Everything's in black and white inside yeah. it. And... Um, but it is, it's the official biography of Hulk Hogan, Squeezer. It's his life story. From 1985. 1985. <laughs> Not a single story in here, but yeah. I think it's due for an update. On the back the cover, they sell, collect all the WWF official biographies of these great wrestling stars. There's Rowdy Rowdy Piper and Andre, the official biography of Andre the Giant. So they're all $5. Available wherever books are sold. That's pretty. So it's more like a program. It's essentially a program, yes. That's pretty sweet. But a, a program might even have some articles from the WDF magazine. <laughs> this really has nothing. But um, still beautiful nonetheless. That's pretty sweet. Uh, but that's it, Mr. Squeezer. That's all she wrote. That's all. Hey, Schmuffin. Oh, hi, Schmuffin. Uncle Squeezer's aside. Say hi to everyone. Uh, Schmuffin with the last minute run-in. Last minute run-in. She's staring. There she is. <coughs> Say hi. Just wanted to get up on my lap. All right, that's all. Aww. Yeah, she's a little lap, baby. Um... For Hulkamania, right? Squeeze this was fun. That was fun. We uh we talked everything Hulkamania. We went off book, as you would say, and, and dug deep as we do. And um got some alpha in there. Got some alpha in there. And I got to talk about Brave Star. We had some technical issues. We got through a whole show. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's yeah, it's alright. We'll, uh, always hold it against you, but it's okay. It's my we'll computer. Be, I need more RAM. We'll be back next week with uh, another show. Uh, tune in. The same. Uh, also, oh, big shout out. I forgot. I almost forgot. Squeezer. End of the show. Big, big shout out 
to our good friend, Kristen from Pittsburgh Popcorn. Remember last year she sent us some delicious popcorn that I barely like? Yes. She sent us more, and it's, it's oh, my God, it's so good. What? Uh, and last year she's like. Is that why you sent me away? Yes. Oh, God, it's so good. Kristen. Is that why you sent me away? Be honest. Mm. It, it might be. She told me, uh, Kristen and, and Colin, they own Pittsburgh Popcorn in the Westmoreland Greenberg PA Mall, the Westmoreland Mall. And they're like, I hope Mrs. Squeezer and Enchantress get to enjoy it as well. And Enchantress was staring at me like, what the fuck? You didn't tell me about this popcorn. I'm like, oh, well, she's sending more. <laughs> and, um, but yes, Kristen, Pittsburgh Popcorn, Westmoreland Mall. It's the, the shit, the stuff she sent. Peanut butter cup, cheddar, uh, can what? candy corn, and Parmesan, rosemary parmesan. Oh, God. It's in my office. I might share with you, but as your boss, I might not be able to. Hmm. Because it's at work, so. You sent me to the mountains just so you can have the popcorn oh, to yourself. God, it was so good. Um, I still have got some um, Radier's bucket pins. I'm going to just go to the theme here. Can't eat Radger's bucket. I mean, you can, but it would hurt. You can, you can. Um, and it would only hurt for a little bit. But um, if you want uh, review us, I'm gonna read more reviews next week. We didn't get into it. We had a long show. We're at over two hours. If I cut out the time that squeeze our difficulties, we're just about two hours. Long show. We'll get to it next week. Tune in. Same rad time. Same rad channel. I'm RK. Squeezer. See you next week. <laughs>